I want to just bring a very, very simple word of encouragement to our hearts this morning. Nothing complicated, very simple message, just to encourage our hearts this morning. We'll start by reading 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. If you have your Bibles, you can turn your Bibles. If you want to watch it on the screen, you can watch it on the screen. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. Then David dwelt in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And David built all around from the Milo and inwards. So David went on and became great, and the Lord God of hosts was, was with him. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. So this is just a little incident, a little record of the fact that David got a new house. Hiram, the king of Tyre, got David a house built for him, a palatial home. Now just keep in mind that David began in a very simple way. We don't know how humble his beginnings were. His father's household, humble. David was a shepherd taking care of his father's sheep. And then for about 10 years, he was a fugitive. He was homeless. He was running from King Saul, living in caves, no place to stay. One cave one day, another cave another day, just running, hiding for his life. So literally for about a decade, we don't know exactly, but I'm saying approximately, he lived that way. A homeless wanderer here and there. And then finally, after King Saul's death, David becomes king of Judah, and then eventually king of all Israel, fulfilling Samuel's prophecy over his life, that he was called to be the king of Israel. And shortly thereafter, Hiram, the king of Tyre, builds him a house, a palatial house. Psalm 30, if you will turn there with me, please. Psalm 30, verses 1 to 12. Again, we don't know this for sure, but there are scholars who say, and also you'll find this in the, in the introduction of Psalm, of Psalm 30, that this psalm was a psalm that David wrote at the dedication of his house. Psalm 30. David, at different points in his life, he expressed his praise to God, he expressed what was happening in his heart to God in various psalms. So Psalm 30, many scholars would say, was a psalm that was written at the dedication of his house. And most likely it was this palatial house that was built for him. So Psalm 30, the introduction says, a psalm, a song at the dedication of the house of David. And here's, we'll read the entire psalm. Beginning verse 1. David says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, 
His favor is for life, or His favor brings life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. Or you made my life stand strong. You hid your face and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Amen. See, in this psalm, you find David remembering where he was. He says, God, it is you who has lifted me up. It is you who have prevented my enemies from killing my life. It is you who has healed me. It is you, O oh God, who has preserved me. And he's giving thanks to God. And I just want to highlight just two verses of scripture here from, from this psalm, which are very familiar. Verse 5, David is saying, His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. See, David knew what he's talking about. Weeping may endure for a night. Now his night was pretty long. Ten years approximately. Weeping may endure for a night. Went through that time running for his life. Hiding from Saul. You know, and that was a time when 1 Samuel 22, I think, says. 400 people showed up at David's cave. So David, we want to join you. But you know, all these 400 men were men who were depressed, discontented, dissatisfied. Like they were in bad shape. So we want to join you, David. Great company, you know. But God was doing something during that time when his night season of his life. And David here now, you know, dedicating his wonderful home. And he's saying, look, I've got a testimony. I've got something to say. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. And that is true for all of us. And that's the word I just want to bring to our hearts this morning. Look, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. And then he says in verse 11, You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. Our God is a God of turnarounds. Amen? And that's the word I just want to bring to our hearts this morning. That God, no matter what situation you find yourself in, there is a God in heaven who can turn things around in your life. No matter what your situation is. There is nothing too difficult for God that God says, look, you know, I, I'm sorry, I can't handle your case. No. There is a God in heaven who can turn things around and he will turn things around. He's the God who turns a morning into dancing. 
He's a God who puts off our sackcloth, that, that, that weeping, the grieving, and He clothes us with gladness. Our God is a God of turnaround. Here's another psalm that I just want to remind us. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 5. Again, another psalm of David. It's a very special psalm to me because I've come here many times. You know, the scriptures become very personal to you when you actually live it out. When you say, God, this is me. I find myself here. It means this is, I identify with this. And I've seen God do what the psalm says God will do. Psalm 40, verse 1 through 5. Let's read that. Either read it from your Bible or read it from the screen. But let's read these first five verses out together. Let's go. I waited patiently for the Lord. And He inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And set my feet upon a rock. And establish my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear. And will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust. And does not respect the proud. Nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done. And your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. So David is speaking out of his experience. And we don't know when he wrote the psalm. But obviously, he's been through something that he can pen these words. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined his ear unto me. He brought me out. Of a horrible pit. It's sunshine everywhere else. It's dark in the pits. I don't know. There's anyone here this morning. You identify with David. I find myself in a horrible pit. I've been there a couple of times. I've been there in that horrible pit. Saying God. It's, it's dark here. God, uh, there may be light for everyone else, but I find myself in a place that's not so nice. It's dark. It's lonely. And he says, and my feet is on a miry clay, meaning I'm going down. Slowly, but it's going down. I find myself in a miry clay. But David says, he brought me I want to tell you this morning, there's a God in heaven who can bring you out. Amen? I don't know what your horrible pit is. I don't know what that miry clay for you would mean this morning. But there is a God in heaven who brings us out of the horrible pit. Who lifts us out of the miry clay. And he puts our feet on solid ground. There's a God in heaven. Who does that. Amen. And he establishes our steps. He makes our steps firm and secure. Not like being on that miry clay. You're afraid to take a step because it might push you down further. But now he establishes your steps. You're confident. You're bold. You're courageous. Because you know that God is establishing every step you take. He's changed the season of your life. 
He's turned things around for you. And you can march forward with boldness and confidence. Because He is establishing every step that you are taking. He establishes my steps. And not only that, He's given me a new song to sing. He gives us a new song to sing. Something new that we can talk about. Something new that we can sing about. Something new that we can give thanks to God for. And He says, many will see it. And put their trust in the Lord. Many are going to say, man, if that guy's life turned around, that has to be God's. If that person's life turned around, that had to be God. Many will see it and put their trust in the Lord. Amen. I just want to remind us this morning, there is a God in heaven who does such wonderful things. And the lives of people who look to him, who wait patiently. You see, God doesn't have all of us on the same schedule. So don't look at your neighbor. God has a timetable for each of our lives. It's very unique to us. But in his timetable, he's got a way for you out of that horrible pit. He's got a way for you out of that Marie clay. That's for certain. That's for sure. That God will lift you up out of it. And he will put you on solid ground. He will establish your steps. That's guaranteed. That's for certain. Just that it may not happen the way it happened for somebody else. It may not happen on the same schedule that happened for somebody else. But it will happen in your life. What should we do? Do what David did. I waited patiently for the Lord. I waited for him. He inclined his ear to my cry. Amen? There is a God in heaven who turns our mourning into dancing, who puts up our sackcloth, who clothes us with gladness. There is a God in heaven who lifts us up out of our horrible pit, lifts us up out of the mighty clay, establishes us on the rock, gives us a new song to sing so that others around us can see how wonderful He is. The first chapter of the book of Genesis, the Bible, begins with the Holy Spirit telling us about the Holy Spirit moving upon the face of the waters. It says the earth was without form. It was void. Darkness was on the face of those waters. But the Spirit of God was moving. And as God spoke, things began to happen. And the same Holy Spirit is here. Same Holy Spirit is here. With all his creative power, with his infinite power to turn things around, to turn what is without form and void into something beautiful, something that displays the glory of God, something that manifests the greatness of God. The same Holy Spirit is here. Look at how Isaiah captures this. In Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 7, he talks about the Spirit of the Lord. And because of the Spirit of God, this is what happens to you and me. He says, and I'll read this whole passage, Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 7. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for 
ashes. There's a, there's a God who gives beauty for ashes. The anointing of the Holy Spirit does that. What are those ashes? I don't know. What has been destroyed? What, what is devastated in your life? God can turn that into something beautiful. He gives beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your wine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Look at what the work of the Holy Spirit is. He's saying, because of the Spirit of the Lord, all these things will happen to the people of God. Amen? He says there'll be beauty for ashes. There'll be joy instead of mourning. There'll be the praise instead of heaviness, meaning depression, confusion, things that weigh you down. He says there will be double honor for your shame. He says there will be rejoicing instead of confusion. Are you listening? This is the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God is here today. Amen? And that's what we want to pray into this morning. Saying, God, today, if there are people amongst us, God, who are going through some of these things, by the anointing of your Holy Spirit, let there be a turnaround in life situations. Let there be a turnaround in, lives, in people's lives, whatever their situation is, whatever their horrible pit is, whatever their miry clay is, today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let there be a turnaround. Amen? And that's what we're believing God for. That's what we're going to pray into. I just want to remind you of two more people in the Bible. Joseph. We know Joseph's story. How suddenly his, his life went on a downward spiral. He went from being sold as a slave to being a prisoner. But then God turned things around in his life in one day. Literally one day. You can imagine. He woke up in the morning as a prisoner. He ended that day as prime minister. Literally. It turned around. And God did it for him. And Joseph, you know, subsequently got married. And then he names his two children as memorials of what God did in his life. Genesis chapter 41, verses 51 and 52. It says, Joseph called the firstborn. He calls him Manasseh. For God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. The pain that I went through. The suffering that I went through. The turmoil that I went through went through is now just a distant memory. It's just gone. God has caused me to forget it. 
Can God do that same thing for you and me today? Or is he just God of the past? The God I was. Or is he the great I am? Is he the God of the now? Is he the God who can do the same thing in your life today? That he can cause you to forget the pain, the toil, the hardships, the adversity that you've gone through. That horrible pit in the miry clay. That God can just say, look, that was something that happened in the past. God causes you to forget it. He called his second boy, he says, he called him Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. In the same place where I went through this turmoil, in the same place of my affliction, God is causing me to be fruitful. God is bringing joy. He's bringing rejoicing. He's bringing fruitfulness. He's turned things around in the same place where I was. I want to let you know that the God of the Bible is still here today. He's waiting to do that for you. He's done it in the lives of many people who are seated. They've gone through it. I've gone through it. I've seen God turn things around in my life. And I believe and I can say with all confidence, along with many other people in this room, God is ready, God is able, and he will do the same in your life. He's the God of a turnaround. He's the God who turns our mourning into dancing. He's the God who causes us to forget the pain. He's the God who causes us to be fruitful in the same place, in the land of our affliction. He can turn things around. Think about Job. The book of Job is pretty long, 42 chapters, but it, it is a description of, of, a, of an, a man's account on one year of his suffering. Scholars say that was one year of his life. A bad year. But it ended on a good note. Job 42, verses 10 to 12. It says, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave him Job twice as much as he had before. And all his brothers and sisters, everyone came. They celebrated with him. Verse 12. The Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. Yeah, he went through a hard time. But God turned it around. God turned it around. So much so, the latter part of his life was much greater, much better than before. And the Bible tells us in James 5 verse 11, it says, count, Be count the blessed endure. You've heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. The Lord is very compassionate and merciful. God has your good in mind. The end intended by the Lord is always good. It's an expression of His compassion and mercy. I want you to have that same assurance in your heart this morning. No matter what you're going through, my God is compassionate and He's merciful. And the end that He intends for me is good. The end that He intends for you is good. Amen? So today, as we take a few moments and pray, I am believing God. I want us to believe God together. That by the power of His Holy Spirit who is here, that there will be a turning of mourning into dancing. A turning of your weeping into gladness. Today, today, let there be a turning Today, I want to declare over our lives that there will be a lifting up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. 
that God will put you on solid ground. He'll establish your steps. That He'll give you a new song to sing. That people will see and put their trust in God. I declare it over you today that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God will give you beauty for ashes. He will give joy for mourning, praise for heaviness, double honor instead of shame, rejoicing for your confusion, fruitfulness in place of all the hardships, labor and toil, and double measure for all that you've lost. And God by His Spirit will do it. Amen. I can testify. I know God has done it. He's done it in my life. He's done it in the lives of many people here. So let's believe God today. As we pray, I believe God will do His work. But I want you to stand firm in faith. Stand patient in faith because the Lord is compassionate and merciful and God will come through for you. Amen? Are you ready? And it's a very short sermon. Very unusual. <laughs> but it's enough. Amen? It's enough for you and me to stand on that word and say, God, here I am today. I am believing for a turnaround in my life. I'm believing, God, that you turn my morning into dancing. I'm believing that you will pick me up out of the horrible pit. And put my feet on solid ground. Whatever that means to you. It may mean different things. It will mean different things for each one of us. Whatever your life situation is. Believe for a turnaround. Believe for a lifting up. Believe for a change in season. Believe that God will do in your life. What he did in the life of Joseph. What he did in the life of David. What he did in the life of Job. Whatever he did in the lives of people in the Bible. And the lives of others sitting here. That God will do the same thing for you this morning. Amen. Let's rise to our feet. I'm just going to pray over us this morning. Of course we cannot come and lay hands on every person and pray. But as we pray from here. As I pray, I want everybody just pray, pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, pray as I pray, I believe for a release of the anointing of God coming on your life. I don't have to lay hands on you. God is big enough to touch you where you are by the power of his Holy Spirit. Whatever that turn around us, there's healing in your body. The sickness and disease in your body, and you're saying, God, I need to turn around in this area. Ask Him for it. If it's financial, God, I've been stuck in this financial situation. I need to turn around. Ask Him for it. If it's in your life situations, marriage, children, other relationships, workplace, your career, your job, you're stuck, or maybe without a job, or whatever. We all go through all kinds of situations in life. But whatever your life situation is, that you want God to turn around, God knows it. And the Holy Spirit is more than able to intervene. There's nothing too complicated for Him. There is no legal problem that's too difficult for Him to unravel. Don't fear the intimidation of man. You stand here before God and say, God, work in my life. There have been people who are intimidating you, threatening you, 
and that's causing fear in your life, you stand here and say, God, I want to turn around to that situation. So what's God going to do? Don't worry about it. He will deal with the people who are bringing those threats, those intimidations. He will deliver you. How? Let him figure it out. But you say, God, I want to turn around in my life. So that those people who are bringing those threats, who are bringing, breathing down those threats over my life, bringing intimidation, God, that that will be silenced. And I want to announce to you, God will silence that for you. You will no longer be under those threats, those intimidation that people are bringing over your life. God silences that for you in the name of Jesus. Father, even as we stand here, Father God, we have heard your word. We have read your holy words. You are a holy God. Your word is truth, Father. And I stand here, Father God, together with all of these people here believing for a turnaround in the life situations. God, if there, even if there be one person here who finds himself or herself in a horrible pit and saying, God, pull me out. Father, today, by the power of your Holy Spirit and on the authority of your word, I declare a turnaround in their lives. In the name of Jesus, I declare a turnaround of their life situations. I release the anointing of God. To cause a turnaround. To bring beauty for ashes. To bring rejoicing for their mourning. To bring praise for their heaviness. To bring them double honor for their shame. God, to bring the supernatural intervention of God into their life situation. Wherever people, Lord, who have been stuck in a situation for a long time. Today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let that change. Let things begin to move in their lives. Set things motion, into motion in their lives, God. Let them see that something has changed because of this service. Because of what's taking place right now. Let them know for sure that God, you've done something by your spirit this morning. Lord God, for those who have been stuck with sickness and disease... Uh, stuck in that place, Father, today, by the power of your Holy Spirit, destroy that yoke of sickness and affliction and bondage. Let them walk free from this place. Healed, delivered, completely whole. Let the miracle of God impact their life today in this place. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus, I stand against you, Satan. I stand against every evil work that has come to steal, kill, and destroy from homes, families, businesses, finances. I stand against every evil work in the name of Jesus. And we destroy the works of the enemy. And I declare over God's people that they will no longer suffer under the oppression, under the evil work of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, let there be a turnaround. Let them see the enemy retreat. Let them begin to see victory. Let them begin to see the blessing of God invade their lives. Let them begin to see doors open up for them. Unusual opportunities coming to their doorstep. Knocking and seeking for them. 
that those unusual opportunities come to them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's a God in heaven who turns things around in their lives. We thank you, Father, for this. We thank you for this. And we bless you. Thank you. I just want to call our worship team. I want you to take a few moments just to worship God this morning and thank Him. Thank Him for the turnaround. I know we've prayed. I know we've spoken. We've released the anointing of God over your life. I believe things, you will see things happen in your life. You will see it happen. I want you to stand here this morning. Just thank Him. Saying, God, I thank you that this morning, by your word, by your Holy Spirit, you have done this for me, God, in my life. And I give thanks to you for that. You're going to just give him thanks. And then after that, we'll come, we'll close. Let's just thank the Lord for a few minutes. Thank you. Darkness trembled in your holy light. Every eye would seek Jesus our God, great and mighty to be praised. Let hope rise. Darkness trembled.
close this morning. I just want to give an invitation for anyone here this morning who's never received Jesus Christ into your life. The Bible tells us that God in heaven is a holy God and we've all sinned. We are sinners. God is so holy that even one sin cannot stand in His presence. Our sins have separated us from God and are taking us into, into an eternal hell. But the message of the Bible, the good news of the Bible is that God loves us so much that He came into this world. Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross. He was buried, He rose up again, and He's alive today. He paid the penalty for our sins. The good news is, the Bible says, that God is giving us a free gift, a free gift, forgiveness of our sins, life with Him, not life separated from Him, but life with Him, eternal life. And He says He welcomes us to be His sons and daughters, to be His own children. There's only one requirement. We have to believe in Jesus Christ, receive Him as Lord and Savior. The Bible says, everyone who received him, to them he gives the power to become the children of God. So if you've never done this in your life, I want to lead you in a simple prayer this morning for you to make that decision to receive Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior. If you've never done this, I want to invite you, if you'd like to, to just pray this with me. Just say this with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. That you rose up again. That you're alive today. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And help me to follow you. And you alone the rest of my life. 
I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Does anyone here, you pray this prayer with me for the very first time. We want to celebrate with you. For us, it's a big deal. It's a moment of celebration. So if you pray this prayer with me for the very first time, I want you to raise your hand right where you are. We want to celebrate with you. Is there anyone here, you pray this prayer with me very first time. Just raise your hand where you are. We want to celebrate with you. Anyone up in the balcony? Anyone downstairs? Just raise your hand. We want to celebrate with you. I can't see the hand, but wherever it is, God bless you. Just raise your hand. Anyone up here, up in the balcony? All right, just keep your hand up. I can't see it, but people are clapping anyway. Uh, just keep your hand up. Our greeters will come and give you a green bag. Uh, make sure you re receive this green bag. And along with the green bag, there is a contact information card, a card. We just like you to write your name and your number. So if you pray this prayer with me, just raise your hand up. Our greeters will come to you right where you are. They'll give you this green bag and this card. Just write your name and number, hand it back to them. In the card are our gift resources for you. They're free. Just take them with you. Uh, they're given to you to help you grow in your faith, in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Somebody will call you from the church office. They'll tell you how to use these resources. Amen. God bless you. We're going to close in prayer and, uh, and we'll dismiss right after that. Let's pray, please. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for what you have done by the power of your spirits. I pray, Father, that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, TV programs, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.